everybody. I'm here with another episode of Confessions of a Keyboardist. And today I'm here with Camber, is it Kygan? It's pronounced Keegan. It is. But you can just say Camber. That's how I go by. Camber. Okay. (laughs) Well, the spelling of your name was really interesting to me. Um, And, you know, folks, I I mispronounce names all the time. I'm sure you've figured that out by now. Um, But I've never met Camber, really. So we, we actually heard about you on a post um, for Nashville Music Women, which is a Facebook group for female professional musicians. And someone was asking, where are all the uh, keyboard players in town who are female? And someone recommended you. Yeah, it was as my manager. <laughs> <laughs> she tagged me in it. I didn't know what it was for. I just do what she tells me. That's awesome. <laughs> you have a manager? You sound so important. <laughs> well, you know what? If I could just quickly speak on that, because... It was nothing fancy. Like, I remember years ago, I asked, I don't even remember who it was. I would just call it like a guest speaker at my music school. I said, what about managers? What's your opinions on getting a ma- What is it? She said, manager relationship relationships should develop organically. It shouldn't be like, I, I could be wrong on some of this, maybe some cases, but she was like, you shouldn't just go and just like buy some crazy thing, you know, pay $3,000 to this person. To, no, no, no. It'll be a relationship. Be someone you meet and it'll happen organically. It's exactly what happened. How cool with is my that? my situation, yeah. I'm oh. very blessed. And like, we're also friends outside of that. Like, we just have hang time when we don't talk about business. Yes. We're just, let's have dinner. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, she tagged me in that and that's how we... Connected. And that's another uh, good sign that you would want to hang with them. <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, good. So glad to be here. Thank you, manager. I, I thank you myself uh, through this podcast yeah. because, I, you know, my ears perked up when I realized someone is pointing out who all the female keyboardists are in town. Just right there in front of my face. and that's really neat. Landing in my lap, <laughs> basically. Thank God. Yeah. 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 And I've been wondering where we all are. I know. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> when I first when I first moved to town, I think things are changing now. But when I first moved to town, I remember I ran into this guy. I don't even remember where it was or what happened. But he said, "Well, Nashville, this is a guitar town," and it was in such like like this way. Like, it already felt kind of like okay, you're out. <laughs> like like you're out of the club. And so <laughs> I don't know. So I over the years, I I've tried to just find my path more known that this is what I do and yeah I can play guitar that's all well and good but being a pianist and keyboards is my true passion and it's what makes me a little bit different than mm-hmm. some of the other singer-songwriters and then I start realizing there's more out there than what you realize oh yeah we need to support each other so it's cool yeah it's a big yeah. town a little town Big town. I know. What is what is it? Big big city with small town feel. Exactly. It's for now. Still a bit. It's changing. It it is. That's okay. Well, um, I you know since I don't know you very well, um, just meeting you today actually, mm-hmm. um, which is so great. I just love it. Um, I I was I had this list of questions. I thought okay. I'll just start asking you from the start. Um, but I do know that you have a band. Yep, because I found you on Facebook. Yep. Um, is it Ravener? Ravener. Ravener. Okay. But it is. It is. Uh, ravens are a huge symbol for us. It's okay. based on the old French word for raven. So how you pronounce it kind of makes sense. But we pronounce it Ravener. Okay. Yeah. All right. And I listened to the song Feather. 
and liked it. I thought oh, it was really good. Thank you. And um, it's like a couple years old, though. It is. We're so, working on your record right now. And that's what you told me when so I I'm really excited. texted you. So a little bit later, you're going to do um, perform a little bit or play a couple of songs? Yes. And I'm going to play some from my, my solo EP that I'm just getting ready to okay. roll out. It's piano vocal only. Oh, that's great. The whole record. Oh, how? Because so, the rest of my solo stuff has been like band stuff or it's been really ambient pop, which I love, all of that. But I decided, I was like, you need to release a few piano vocal songs just to bring it back to the core of everything. Stripped so down. Very stripped down. Very intimate. So I'm excited, but I'm scared. There's nothing to hide behind. <laughs> oh, there you go. Isn't that the truth? So. That's so true. Um, so, do you write from personal experience? Or is it... Um, it's it's both. This record is very much from personal experience. So that, that enhances the... <laughs> it's very much from personal. But other times I'll write stuff like I'll see something, like maybe a story that a friend told me about somebody or I'm observing something, and then I'll kind of take a few details from it and then just start creating a whole world in a song. Mm -hmm. Sometimes, I mean, you know, cool. it's like sometimes songs, it can be about three or four different... Sure, situations or something. But this one, I can confidently say, is very much, like, personal. Do you have a name for it? The working title is Edge to Edge. Okay. Which is a lyric from the last song. Um, but what it's... One of the meanings, I think, is talking about the edge from the beginning of a grief cycle, when something really hard happens to the edge of the next beginning in your life. Ooh. So that's what I want to call it, most likely. That is fantastic. I think you're the first person I've told about that. Oh, <laughs> that is... I don't think I've told anybody. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I mean it. That is... Wow. Woo. Oh, uh, thanks. I'm going to keep it. And how many songs will be on? Five. Okay. How cool is this? I can't wait. I can't wait to hear this. Um, Thanks. Okay, so we'll get to that. Um, so okay. let me, let's, do you want to start at the beginning and I'll just kind of... Yeah, let's go. Um, so where are you from? I am from Lakeland, Florida. Lakeland? I was, I was born in Tampa, but I, I grew up in Lakeland. Okay. Central Florida. I'm pretty yeah. sure my college roommate, my first roommate from at the University of Alabama was from Lakeland, Florida. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think she was. You know, isn't that funny? I, I meet a lot of Floridians here. And Lakeland, I mean, it's a small town, but it's not that small, so I'm really not surprised. Mm -hmm. um, did, you, did you grow up your entire childhood there? or yeah. Okay, so born there and raised there. Absolutely. And um, left there when you were at... Um, I was about 21. Okay. Came here. Oh, oh wow. So yeah. just made the leap straight to Nashville. Yeah, I finished college. I studied music business uh, down in Southeast, uh, Southeastern University, and... I studied music business there, and one of the things you had to do was come to Nashville to the Contemporary Music Center. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's kind of it's it's one of those hideaway things. A lot of people haven't really heard of. It's almost like a study abroad program, um, but that's what brought me to Nashville first. Wow! And I realized, huh? Okay, I think I want to take this leap for real. Contemporary so, Music Center. Yes. Okay, so it's like a it's a it's a building. It's a yeah. It's, an institution. Like, it's an institution, but it's very practical music business experience. So you're on stage, 
your writing, oh. your recording, your touring. Okay. Um, Rick Elias, he passed earlier this year. He was my songwriting teacher. I don't know okay. if you're, he was real big in the Christian music industry. Okay. Um, anyways, yeah, gotcha. that's what brought me here. Wow, okay. So um, what's your main instrument? Piano and vocal, I would say, tie. Those okay. are my two main ones. Okay. But piano, that's where I started. I didn't start singing at all till I was a teenager. Piano, I started when I was about five or six. Okay. So, and um, traditional piano lessons? Very much so. Okay. Very traditional, and and I'm thankful for that. It was very structured, weekly lessons. You know, learning how to read music and all of that. And I took to that very well. Um, it wasn't until. I'm probably skipping ahead, but it wasn't until I was 13, about, uh, yeah, 13, 14 that I started learning more like chord charts and improvising and that kind of thing. Okay. And you said 13? Okay. So uh, do you remember the method books that you used in piano lessons? Okay. It was a mix. <laughs> okay. I had um, Alfred, like in those beginning years, and then once... Once it, see, I do this with my students, too. Once I switched that, those teen years, it was Faber. Okay, all right. So, uh, one teacher throughout the entire childhood? Or? That's right. Oh, just I one. was very blessed. Okay. Second grade through senior year in high school. Really? Yeah. Did you have to do recitals and... Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> competitions, all that? Yes, I did competitions. Really? I wish I had a resource here to make some of my students do it now, but... I don't think that's going to happen. But I did, and I did, I don't mean to brag, I did break uh, a record. Like, once I got into, that was my senior year or junior year, um, with all those, I, I made, like, consistent scorings in yeah. all of the competitions. Awesome. And so, Like, yeah. uh, did you do Guild? We did, um, they, what's down there, what they have something called Student Day, and, oh, what is it? Okay. Student Day Junior Festival. It's through, like, a Florida Music okay. Teachers Association. Is that federation? Yeah. Okay, all right. So that's what I did. Oh, how cool. Well, you know, I, but they have federation here, too. Okay. And, I mean, it's very structured. You have certain sheet music you play. And, it um, was very this, which was so... I'm so grateful for that now because my life now as an artist, to me, is so, like, just all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Kind of nuts. Yeah. So I'm thankful at least my foundation was that sense of stability. Right. I think I needed that to prepare me for the craziness that is now. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, I do. I actually really do. Um, so you did theory and scales yes. and all that. Okay. So what, I, you know, I hear you that like around 13, 12, you start learning chords. I mean, so it's like it's for most of us keyboardists that have gone the commercial music route, uh, there's a turning point where there's... Uh, it takes on a different dimension. Lessons yeah. and study and the way that you play, the way that you look at it and think about it changes. And that's what it sounds like you were telling me happened. Did your, um, is, that, is that accurate for me to Very much way? so. Well, I think that's when songwriting came uh, into play too. Okay. And that's when I picked up the guitar. Okay, okay. Did your piano teacher help you with that or did you have to find another avenue? I didn't. That was so my own little world. Okay. I just remember being around that age. I don't know how, it's just, I don't even know how stuff happens. But it was one of those things of like, all right, I want to write a song. Like, you know what I mean? Or not even that. I, it was just, 
I went through major surgery when I was 14, and I think there's so many emotions there, and that was how I expressed. Oh, wow. That was how I worked through wow. those processes, you know? Yeah. And I think you have to. Yeah. See, see, this is where I'm getting on my soapbox, but teens need that. They need a healthy outlet because it maybe doesn't have to be a major, major event, but go through so much. They need healthy outlets. Otherwise, they turn to other things. I agree so I'm very you. grateful. Because mm-hmm. I, I work with teens now, so that's why I'm getting on my soapbox. Gotcha. But do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You teach teens? or you- Yeah, I teach um, kids, teens, and adults. Oh, it's okay. mostly, gosh, I think the majority of my students are around that, that 12 to 15 age. Okay. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so you're seeing it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They don't breathe. <laughs> yeah. They're Brentwood kids. They're they're very busy and very stressed. Okay, yeah. So pushing them with piano competitions, not going to do it. Right. No. Right. It makes sense to me. No. Um, there is, there's a very structured um, piano um, classical world in Nashville. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not as much involved in it as I used to be, but um, and, and I never was super involved. But um, there's a lot of really great teachers, like really great classical yeah. teachers in this area. Yeah, that really can uh, can prime their students for what what competition they're going to have to deal with. Yeah, when they, so funny you say it. Like literally, I'm, like even though I came from that world, and I'm so proud of it and grateful. My what's fallen in my lap as as a teacher here, it's like I have no desire to do that to those kids. Yes. Like you say it, and I literally feel it in my guts. Like that's not my calling with these kids. Right. We do method books. We do all that. But if I have a student coming in and, and they want to, it's more of like an artistic thing. I'm going there with them. Yes. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, same here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, that, <laughs> right. Um, so you have a major thing that happens at fourteen, and so it sort of switches you to uh, becoming a writer, and you're using your piano skills differently. Yeah, but it's helpful that you've got a strong technique. I'm yeah. sure. And oh yeah, and the, the theory and stuff. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, it, it applies for everything. It's it's for my band. Some of the other gigs that I've had. Yeah. Um, I just got done finishing up. Um, a stint of uh, transcriptions I had to do. Um, it was for for a friend of mine who works for a music school, and I mean that all comes from that training. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So it's just I don't know. Use what you can. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, but you keep on taking classical les- lessons, basically, even though you're writing songs and stuff like that. Do I take lessons? Did, no, did you? Oh, when you were like yes. 15, 16. Yes, I continued all in that. But what I started to find, it was like I had my lessons and I was doing my competitions and stuff. I started playing in church as well. But then like songwriting and my own little journey of artistry, mm-hmm. that was very private. Yeah. It wasn't until I was closer to like 18, 19, that age, that I started playing out. Okay. See what I'm saying? So like, those yeah. first few years, it was definitely like, I got, I know my family knew I was writing and a couple of my friends, but that was it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I've got a couple of students like that. Yeah. Right now. Um, 
They started out by just learning songs that they really liked by artists. Yeah, that's where it starts. Okay, yeah. That's where it starts. I have very few, I have only one or two that they've gotten beyond that and they're writing their own. Yeah. It kind of, it's difficult to get there Mm -hmm. because it's vulnerable. And I get it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I love playing covers and like arranging cover. I have a lot of that on my YouTube channel. Um, but the vulnerability and courage it takes to finish that song you started. Yeah. And to record it and release it and promote it, it's hard work. It is. It's very full. Like, I'm scared to death. I'm very scared to put this record out. Well, not only is it like, will anybody listen to it? It's what are they going to say when they listen to it? Are they going to criticize something about it? Are they going to be like, oh, this is boring. It's just piano vocal. I liked her old stuff or I'd rather listen to Ravener. You know what I mean? Like you get all those thoughts in your head, but I'm like, in my like soul, I'm like, I have to do this. I have to put this out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, when, when the first thought I have, you know, when you start bringing up all the voices that you, you know, you hear is my first thought is who has time to even be critical or judging or, or making statements like that? I mean, why, why isn't everyone busy doing what the, their heart is calling them to do? Mm-hmm. Then you wouldn't have time to say such nonsense. <laughs> I mean, it's what? that's conviction for me. That's conviction for me. So it's real easy, right, to criticize others or do the Nashville judgy thing. We've all done it, you know. And it's like, well, what about your work? Are you focusing on what you're doing? Right. What are you doing for your music career today? That's right. been a little bit of a conviction of mine lately. It's real easy to get obsessed with everybody else. Right. Yes. Music careers are, um, I mean, even like when you're like 10 years old and you have to get up and play a recital, you know, sometimes you forget just how hard that was when uh, the first few recitals. Just That's why, like with my students, I'm just like, this is amazing that you're doing Like we really just try. And that's like I said, it's why I really, I don't do the whole competition thing because yeah. it's just... Yes. Too much pressure. Well, where I grew up, but there was no such thing. I was blissfully ignorant that anything like that existed. Mm. For many, many years, I didn't realize, you know. That and you're from Alabama, right? No, I actually grew up in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. Okay. I ended up at the University of Alabama just by a total fluke and accident. Okay. But um, it's, yes. I, I did have, my first piano teacher was um, really good about placing her students in um, college. But she died when I was probably eight or nine years old. Oh. Or maybe 10, but I don't think so. I think it, yeah, maybe, well, early. So then, you know, I had to move to a different teacher. And oh, so, wow. Um, yeah, so that whole structure thing that you're describing, I didn't quite have as much as that. I don't think most people do. Yeah. I was a wild card. Most people do not, or they at least like, quit for a couple years then they pick it back up again I, mm-hmm. that's most people yes. I don't know why mine did the way it did I don't know did anyone in your family play piano? my mom took lessons as a kid she took for I think it was 7 years from what I remember her telling me Okay. Um, but she always described it she's like I didn't quite have that that was that she didn't have a passion for it, but just something quite didn't stick in the way it did for me. Mm-hmm. And she would talk about, she said, I had three or four different piano teachers too. So sometimes that can be perfectly fine, but sometimes it, it can, what's the term, like deter mm-hmm. a student from keeping going because it's just like, mm-hmm. oh. 
<laughs> I got to teach this person you know, everything I know again and again. Yeah, so, right. so she did, but she's she's more of a singer. I mean, she's been singing all her life, singing at church and that kind of a thing. Okay. So, so um, you're are you the only child, or did you have any? Siblings? I have a little brother. Um, and did he play, or does he play? He. <laughs> I tried. I tried teaching him because he's sixteen. Um, I tried teaching him lessons. He was so stubborn. He had talent, though. He took from my my piano teacher for a little while. Um, he would go to her house. I mean, he had talent. He had ability. But I just once again, just if you if you don't if you're not enjoying it, you're not enjoying it. It's just not for you. He's more into art and stuff now. He's a real talented artist. Gotcha. So I'm really trying to encourage him to that. And he's passionate about music and bands, like with, like as a fan. So I'm trying to encourage him into that because once again, healthy outlets. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I'm the only one that's crazy enough to be in this business and do, I don't know, I'm crazy. I wake up and I'm like, you are insane, but I am. Well, let me ask you, um, you know, if, if you have to do it, if you love it so much that you can't do anything else, then you just, you know, you find a way and... Uh, always. Yeah, yeah, it's... Um, and things, when you have those bad days, the next day it's something entirely different. That's the truth too. Are you in your twenties? Do you mind me asking? So, so you probably are. You're. Yes. You're. Um. How long have you been in Nashville? I've been here. It's been about six years. About six years. Okay. So, wow, that's long enough to learn. Learned a lot and been through a lot. Yes. Probably. Yes. I did take a brief stint off. Um, last year, I, I went back home um, for a while just to reconfigure. I went through a very big breakup. I was with somebody for six years. We met in music school and all that. So my my life here now, I call it Nashville 2.0. <laughs> it's like, I've, I, in some ways, I've been it. like moving here again, and let's see if we can do some things different this time around. I love it. Like being more open to new experiences and like not like not closing so many doors and drawing so many lines. So interesting what massive changes like that will do to open up your world or what help this record is going to be about. I mean, that's what it's all about. Interesting. Yeah. I love it. So, um, um, I'm, I'm skipping all over the place, Camber. Okay. I'm sorry. It's, it's probably like, me. I'm the <laughs> skipper. I'm all over the place. So you're good. Did you, um, did you grow up like playing in church? You mentioned playing churches. Yes. I like, started around that. I call it the magical age, 13. That's when I started. So I was so blessed. The piano teacher that I had, yeah, second grade, the 12th grade, she was also um, the, the music minister's wife. Um, but when I say that, I say that in all due respect because she ran that music ministry right along the side. She just wasn't paid for it. Yeah. But she, she ran the whole thing. Let's just say that. Um, Do you want to say her name? Is she yes! still, still around? Lorraine Latham. Okay. And they retired from the church, but... Her and her husband have been helping with music at another church. So I'm like really happy about that. They're still doing stuff, even though they're technically retired from that spot. Um, But when I was about 12 or 13, she came up to me and talked to my mother about it too. She said, you're going to start playing in church. There's no questions about it. It wasn't like, Camber, how do you feel about me playing in church sometime? (laughs) It was like, no, you're going to play and I'm going to help you. I'm going to train you. You're going to do it. Oh, wow. And I, it was very, that's Miss Latham. I mean, that's how she is, and I love it. Um, 
and so that's that's where it started. Okay. And so that was where I cut my teeth into like okay, like playing with other people. So are we you talking know, price band stuff? It was or? both. So it started a little more of that. I would say structure where I was reading music. Okay. I wasn't really reading a ton of chord charts yet, but then it kind of morphed into playing in youth group. Okay. Where you're reading charts, you're playing more keyboard, you're playing acoustic guitar. Yeah. So I started having that healthy mix of, like, I mean, it really translates into pop and rock styles, really. Yeah. In that, yes, or that band setting. So Absolutely. I had that orchestral setting in a way, and then I had kind of that pop band type of setting, all mm-hmm. within the context of the church. So for me, it was a safe place to fail. Yeah. You know, because oh, I did is... all the time. I had wrong notes all oh, the time. I love that you said that. It's so important to have that. I think um, I wouldn't mind, like, it's okay. We want to stop and talk about it because it's true. Yeah. You yeah. have to. Yes. See, you have to have that safe. Like, some of my students, maybe they don't have that context in church. It's like, get together with your bunnies. I was just, just going to say jam. that I think the garage band of, you know, the 70s, 80s, yeah. 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, whatever, when, when all the um, the dudes, you know, yes. would get together and, and just jam together just play I, I think a lot of females got left out of that um, <laughs> scenario and so yes they do so I encourage my girls too yeah yeah in church you can't get left out because uh, no. you know everybody gets to play they take what they yeah. can get <laughs> they take what they can get and so I mean, ex- excuse me if there's anybody else out there that you know basically <laughs> that did not happen to you and you were just so tough and you were able to get into that scene but you know, for so many of us, I think, we miss the garage band thing. Or some, um, I mean, at the same time, it's like, then coming into stuff professionally, like starting to tour and all that, I have discovered venues in different cities where that's somebody's safe place. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it's a DIY venue. Okay. And there's more, like, up-and-coming artists. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, whatever it looks like for each person, you got to seek out that space. The, oh, there it is. And, you know, like, Carol Lippman has a great blues jam. In town, and I'm sure there are other people who do, but I know there are some female musicians that really kind of need to uh, check that out. Just to watch. Mm-hmm. I'm not a blues musician, but just to yeah. just to watch Sunday nights. Cool. Um, Music City Bar and Grill. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, and I know there's other places um, like um, Janelle Means and Summer and Ellie run Soul Vibes Collective. Okay, and they're two strong females. That's uh, great. Who are doing great things for women in this town <laughs> and but um yeah so anyway I, I mean I don't mean to get off the subject but no, um no. we have to find places that are safe and a place that you can I mean so much of you know commercial music is you know uh, jamming together being finding somewhere you can jam and yeah. figure the stuff out and it's funny maybe it's just my experience that's so true it's such a core truth and whatever you're doing any genre, anything, but I still see with some of my peers or just things I've observed, there's still kind of a holding back from that. There's still the strong sense of like, I don't know if it's like fear or worrying about other people think like when I've even heard people almost kind of dismiss people that want to jam. Like, we don't want to talk about that. We want to talk about everything else. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know what that is, but but it's so it's so important. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, for your band, I'm trying to work on this with my band right now. We've kind of hit a roadblock. It's like, 
We need to be coming together and just playing. Let's stop thinking about it so much. Just play. Yeah. You yeah. know, because we're so comfortable sometimes. I don't know, hopefully it's okay for me to say some of this, but like kind of staying behind our our closed doors and in our bedrooms, just like, okay, like I'll work on this song or let me curate everything perfectly on the computer first, then we'll play. Like we need to just jam. Yeah. Find a four chord progression and just improvise. It doesn't mean it'll turn into a song. It's just, yes. even Nirvana did that. That's how Smells Like Teen Spirit came. They were just jamming. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. I'm calling my band tonight. <laughs> no, we're rehearsing, we're rehearsing twice this week. I'm so excited. Oh, good. Because we're getting ready to make our next record, so. Excellent. <laughs> um, did Well, gosh, now you're just making me think of so many more questions. And I'm, Let's do it! I'm always, <laughs> one thing always leads to the next thing. But, um, so, okay, but let me ask you, because okay. I, want, I want this to be really clear for my students and for, and for people who okay. have daughters, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to stress that, you know, but. Let's talk um, about it. So I've got six or seven kids, probably, who are in their church's praise bands. Right now, that's the big thing, and they, you know, it's, it's. I have found that it's a window to a, just a huge leap in artistry and musicianship in my students. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah, it's wholesome music. Mm-hmm. It's accessible music. Mm-hmm. Yes, that my experience with church music, especially with that part of it, I, I, I can't say it enough. It led me to where I am now. Okay. Thousand percent. Did you become a better pianist after you started learning chords and playing your own songs? And could you tell a difference in how you like? I, I'm going to just assume you're a pretty good note reader, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, I don't know, like, who can you remember a recital piece you played or something that would sort of mark what your taste was in classical music? Okay, if we're talking about classical music. Probably my favorite piece, like I played. I'll name one in high school. The one in college, the one in high school was okay. Shoot, let's see if I get the number right. <laughs> it was a Chopin waltz. Was it Opus sixty four number two? It was waltz in C sharp minor. Okay, that uh, was a beast of a piece for me to learn. Right, I loved it, and I, I would say I mastered it. I couldn't sit here today and play it perfectly. There's no way. Right, right. Um, so I was like, I don't think anyone would expect you no. to. <laughs> I certainly won't ask. I would stumble. Um, <laughs> that, and then I did a lot of um, Debussy's work okay. in college. So romantic, like when it comes to like classical piano, um, uh, the romantic era stuff okay. was my bread and butter. The Beethoven and Mozart, especially Mozart stuff, I, I would have temper tantrums. I throw my music across the room. <laughs> I did. I literally did. I threw it across the room. I was in tears. I, I hated it. I hated how precise everything was, but with the romantic music, it was about color and shapes and water and gotcha. textures and feelings like that. Okay. That was my favorite. So when you started writing your own accompaniment parts, would you say you were more influenced by th- that or did you have, um, no. were there other artists you liked that were completely separate from piano? You know what? I think my first few releases, like my first EP, that kind of stuff, it probably was influenced by those composers and a little bit. Now, I'm finding more influence probably from classic singer-songwriter stuff. Like, Tori Amos is a favorite. Oh, I love Tori Amos. Um, 
gosh. Even like Elton John. Yeah, I love old, Elton John. like Beatles stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm seeing more in my songwriting now when I'm sitting down to play. It's becoming more just classic and simple and minimalistic compared to like these crazy arpeggiated <laughs> runs and things. That, that's not really what's happening. Right. I don't feel the need to impress. I can't. It's weird. I don't feel the need to impress as much on the piano when I'm writing songs and performing them now. Does that make any sense? Uh, it just sounds like you're developing into your voice. Yeah. Your the the things that you're saying and the right. things that you're singing are are the most important. But would you would you say that just the ability to back yourself up yeah. is a how important is it to you? I mean, does it does it matter that um you can that you have the technique and the ability to come up with a good piano part? I mean, yeah. I, I mean, would, I've seen. I would think so, but. Uh, I don't know. I mean, a good song's a good song. I guess if you have a keyboardist, they're playing just very, very, very basic chords, and the song, the song better be awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's very important. Um, do some you, of the, yeah. Do you write more on guitar or piano? Piano. Okay. When I first started writing songs, it was guitar, but now it's piano. Maybe that'll shift again. Maybe the next like season of writing and records will be different. Right. Um, but lately it's been piano. Okay. And either it'll turn into a piano vocal only song or it turns into a hard rock song for Rabbit or, or something else. I have some ideas for some like pop tracks I really want to do. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the genre. Um, but lately it's been starting on the piano. Okay. I hope I'm answering your question. I feel like I'm all over the place. No, no, no. Okay. It's, um, you know, I guess what I'm basically saying, um, what, I'm, what I'm trying to yeah. find out is if I have, like, say I have a student okay. who is um, leaning toward, you know, writing and, and playing commercial music or playing okay. in their praise stuff, I'm just, you know, trying to figure out what, what's best going to help them. What's The best advice that I got was from Rick Elias. He, he passed earlier this year. I had two major mentors, uh, influences in my life pass away this year. Um, but Rick was my songwriting teacher at the Contemporary Music Center, and we had kind of like an exit interview, and he said, Camber, you just need to take whatever opportunities come your way. Um, he named a few examples, but how I took that is if it's playing for church and you're on the piano, do it. If you're on a keyboard and you're supposed to play, like in church a lot of times, like I do this at the church I play for now, maybe you're playing simple uh, synthy ambient parts that's very appropriate for worship music. Uh, even Hillsong, if you look at their stuff, there's a separate keyboardist playing synth stuff and it's simple it's basic whatever it is you're gonna learn from that yes so to me it's like all of it helps Mm -hmm. but I'm a very holistic person I'm not one of those people that's like a purist in anything I'm like it's pop it's church it's metal it's rock it's jazz like I took jazz piano in college too whatever it is it's all helpful yeah. So if, if that student is getting an opportunity to play, I don't care what it is, if you're only playing once a month, even if it's like you're just playing right hand chords, go do it. Gotcha. Do it like I don't I don't understand why I'm getting the soapbox. <laughs> it's like just go do it. <laughs> right? So, so was piano your main instrument in college too? Yes. Okay. But yeah. and, but your major was Business. It was music business, but I did have kind of, um, I would call it like a, 
artist and performer um, focus under that. So I did take classical piano lessons. I took from Dr. Younga Tak. She is from South Korea, world-renowned pianist. She's incredible. And then I also took jazz piano from Daniel Joyner. Okay. He's awesome. Okay. He was awesome. Tell me more about either one of those if you want to. Ooh, I'd love to. <laughs> um, Dr. Talk, she pushed me quite a bit. I don't think, I can say this and not feel bad, I don't think I always was up to her standards um, compared to some of the others. But some of the other students in our in our lab, if you will, they weren't doing some of the other artsy stuff I was. They weren't writing songs. Right. They weren't in bands. Right. They weren't doing any of that. Right. So that's what's been so weird for me. I've always had that like tie with classical music, but then I was doing all this other stuff, this rock and roll stuff and pop stuff and church stuff and Yes. Nothing has changed, mm-hmm. by the way. It's just gotten professional. <laughs> Nothing has changed in my life. Um, but she was the one, she would talk about, you know, these romantic composers, and she's like, you need to sing the melody. You need to listen to yourself. This needs to be more watery. There needs to be a tonal color shift. Like, things I didn't really know, I, I, I wasn't quite, I didn't get there in my piano lessons yet right so she took me to that next level okay I'm so grateful for the pieces I studied with her it was wonderful so sounds like a a focus on artistry for sure definitely okay because she was a performer right um right and then her is a performer she still performs now and then Daniel (laughs) with jazz piano he like totally exploded the whole box for me he like got all the classical out of my head. <laughs> That's where I started learning the basics of jazz, blues, gospel, improvising, bossa nova, like everything. And I am not an expert at any of those, but I know enough to get my way around and it's gotten me some gigs. Really? And I've applied it to my songwriting as well. Like jazz voicings and absolutely groove. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh! You just opened a big old box of, of um, conversation there. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously though. I mean, uh, what is it about jazz? It's, it's so many of my guests, and when they bring up jazz, and when they when they study jazz, the, everything changes. Everything changed. It's. Uh, are you an ear player? Do you do you like to? Um, well, you you mentioned improv, both. like both. It's both. Okay. It's both now. Right. Um, and I've noticed a little bit of a shift in a good way in the past year or so. Like, it used to be when the boys would jam, like I'm in a setting, the boys would jam, I would stay on the sideline. Mm-hmm. I've slowly found myself starting to join in. Yeah. And I'll play along, I figure out what key it is, and I don't ask their permission. I start playing. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that just a little bit at church. If I'm there early and the boys are jamming, I'll play too. Yeah. If I can. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Um, but that's all That's all because of that training. Just yes. learning to let go and trust yourself. What's the worst thing you have? Play a wrong note. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Exactly. It's okay. Yes. Do you play keys in your band? Yes. I play like a, like a synthesizer type of thing. Okay. We've toyed with like maybe bringing the piano in there. But it, only if it serves the song. I don't want to force it. Right. Like, you know, bands like Evanescence and stuff, it's like, that was a part of their whole sound 
for us right now, it isn't. Right. Even though I write the songs on piano and then we arrange it for the band. So we'll see. So your band is um, kind of rock. Would you Very say it's much so? It's, yeah, okay. rock and roll, and, and that could take forms in more pop, pop rock. It could be a hard rock. There's been a little bit of metal. Um, you know, my when my ex was in the band, he had that influence. Now I think we're trying to really streamline and make it as marketable as we can. Right. So at the end of the day, it's it's pop hooks with hard rock sound underneath it. Do you right. Know what I'm mm-hmm. Yeah. That's where it's all going anyway. How much did the praise band experiences affect your ability to be in this band today? Oh, everything. Uh, Really? Yeah. (laughs) Like, um, just, can you think of some of the ways? Let Um, me see. Like, I think just, it's all been about self-permission for me, like, oh, I know what it's like to play with a drummer. Yeah. I know it's like to play with this other person or this other singer or there's a bass player. Like just being around that setting, mm-hmm. that I think that's what opened the door for me. Yeah. I think it would have been, I don't even know if I would have had the desire if I didn't have that experience. Really? Maybe not. I don't know. I think for so many kids, it's that's a very intimidating situation that first time it they play. It is. Oh my! <laughs> I'm getting chills thinking about it. Oh dear! Really? Oh my gosh! So much can go wrong that you don't know how and to it fix. Will go wrong. <laughs> the keyboard stops working. You can't figure out how to change to a different patch. Uh, oh wait! The singer wants to sing in a different key. <laughs> you don't know how to use the transpose button. You can't. <laughs> Your chart's written with chord symbols, and you don't know the number system. It's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. It's not if, it's or when. One of the musicians has an attitude, and they're really slinging an attitude at you like, you're not going to be able to do this. Or it's me that or... has the attitude. Sometimes that happens, too. <laughs> no. Yes. Um, or <sighs> you don't have a monitor, and you can't hear yourself. There's or... always going to be something. And we have to learn. I, I really try to encourage my kids with this. You can't use that as an excuse. You, it's about adapting, 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 adapting. Oh, I love that. You got to. That because is so happen. true. Now, it may affect your performance. You could hear yourself as well. All right, maybe your pitch maybe got off a little bit. Okay. But that still doesn't necessarily take away from the integrity of your performance. You know, like, is Adele's career over because the sound guy screwed up and she messed up her performance of All I Ask at the Grammys last year? No. Right. We're mad at him. He probably got fired. (laughs) Yeah, he might have. (laughs) But you can't use it as an excuse. You have to keep going because crap will happen. That's what this world's about. Like, I've just realized that. I'm like, stupid stuff happens. Mm -hmm. Your internet stops working. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We're going to get their song lyrics off the internet and you you can't get it. Right. Or whatever. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't know. Whatever it is. Right? Um, Dapped. Adapt, adapt, adapt. That's great. Um, so let's say you're at the end of your senior year and you're trying to decide how you, how did you decide to go into music business and how did you decide where you were going to go? I mean, did you ever have any doubt about majoring in music or no. studying music? Because you knew you were going to do it. I was 16. I was sitting in the car with my mother. And I was like, I'm going to study music. I think that's what I want to do. She's like, okay. Like she knew it before I did. She was just waiting for me. That's nice. To, like, admit it. Okay. That's great. It just happened. I did have some obstacles. I mean, 
I ran into a couple naysayers. Like, I remember there was this one guy at the local music store down there in Lakeland. And just a typical jaded musician who was angry with where his life wasn't and took it out on a young teen girl. Oh, good grief. And we got in a conversation, and he's like, you're going to study music? You're going to study music business? What are you going to do with that? Like, he was such a jerk. Yeah. But it only spurred me on further. <laughs> so just I just knew. I don't know. I don't, how do you make that decision? I don't know. you got to follow your heart. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what? There isn't any guarantee. If you're concerned about uh, perfect financial stability, this business is not for you. Go be an accountant. Don't waste any of our time. Yeah. Like, that's how I feel. I'm sorry if that sounds a little harsh, but the rest of us are, like, working so hard and dealing with our own demons and struggles and obstacles. Like, okay, then go be an accountant. Go be a doctor or something. I don't know. <laughs> right? Would you say your piano skills have got helped you get work? Oh my gosh, yes! I haven't even gotten into. I was compass at Belmont. Um, uh, tons of churches, weddings, um, Christmas parties. Um, gosh, what else? Good. Different schools in the area. Yeah, like it's hard because there's some seasons where they don't need you as much so you just got to kind of understand where that money's coming from okay might be more supplemental income just depends on you know what you've built for yourself but yes oh my gosh yes it'll get you work percentage of work i'm this is some i'm asking just um out of curiosity how much is that you need to be a good reader and how much is that you need to read chords chord symbols charts for the gigs that i have received as a pianist, it's been, oh gosh, probably 95% reading music. I was afraid you were going to say that. and But also, you know, I, I don't mean to say like like I'm in trepidation or anything. I'm just, um, so many of my, you know, students don't want to be good readers. Okay. And it's, they need to get over that. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to be a good reader. It takes time. Yes, it time. is. It takes work. Yeah. It, I'm sorry. I, I'm getting all like, uh-uh-uh <laughs> about it, but... You know, another mentor of mine, he said, Camber, the skill set you have, it's going to get you work in this town because there are not a lot of pianists that can do what you do. Like, just the traditional pianist. Mm -hmm. I'm not the best pianist. I know so many other pianists. Like, right now, I'm thinking about them, counting them, uh, that are way better than me. But, like, (laughs) because of the skill set that I've had, I've gotten work. Okay. So, yeah, you got it. It's not always about being the best, but... (sighs) You gotta work for it. You gotta work on your reading skills. Yeah, yeah. So th- these jobs, you know, they're um, which like weddings and all that. Which yeah. one's your favorite? What What do you prefer to do the most? Hmm. I enjoy playing for weddings. That's fun. Like it's fun to like. Like usually you have like a half hour of prelude music before, mm-hmm. and you get to pick out just some nice you know, classical tunes to play and all that. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Or I should say tunes, say pieces. Um, I enjoy weddings. Those are cool. fun. Um, but I've enjoyed, it's kind of something, you know, with the company for schools, like getting new pieces of music and, and serving. And being a piano company is a little different because you're serving the vocalist or the yes. choir. Yes. So I learned to be a better compass at Belmont, learning how to breathe with them. 
And I've done that with my students, too, learning how to, okay, you follow, I'll follow you. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a little different than performance. You work with singers at Belmont mostly? Yes. Or, okay. And um, um, on the commercial side or the classical side? Because Belmont has both. They do. They, it was interesting. They were commercial students who were in their first two years where they had to take classical lessons. Right, right. So yes. we were doing arias and, you know, that kind of a thing, like very okay. classical music. Yes. All right. And um, before I turned the microphone on, and we were sort of talking about that experience, and you were saying that you, you loved, like, learning. You learned more listening to their lessons, more about music. And, and about everything, about performance, about singing and it was wonderful I'm so thankful as much as it would give me a panic attack um, <laughs> so thankful for my time there and who knows what life brings maybe I'll end up there for a little bit again I don't think so but you never know mm-hmm. you never know right so um, you're um, you're doing weddings you're doing okay and but, but you're mostly doing gigs now like, I'm mostly doing gigs and my main thing just income stability for me I teach at a lesson studio I teach at Jan Williams School of Music okay that's my main gig okay and then other than that I'm working on my artistry by touring writing recording networking just the whole you get it the whole deal sure do um so that is great that you're a teacher um you know a lot of um a lot of musicians don't have a passion for that, or um, and that's okay. It, absolutely, I think you should not do it if you don't. No, really. <laughs> um, no. But I'm always, you know, really, my ears perk up when I know someone is teaching because I I do it. Because it's a special. Well, I, have, I felt the same way when you told me. So yeah, yeah. I have thirty students, right, right at about thirty, maybe twenty nine now. Too far behind that. Okay, I'm close. Yeah. All right. So. Um, for me, I know playing and teaching, they feed each other. Do you find mm-hmm. that experience? Like, uh, performing, like that part of it? Right, or, right. Yes. Like um, that yes. I'm a better teacher when I've had good gigs and I've worked at playing gigs well. Sure. And, and I'm a better player when I've helped someone else become a better player. Sure. It seems that way to me, it I've just, noticed. It all, I think it is. It's very cyclical. Like you said, it feeds into itself for sure. Yeah. I don't know. Well, for me, like, it's given me a chance to learn some songs that maybe I should have grown up. Or maybe not should have, but wasn't exposed to. Right. Like, I wasn't exposed to um, a lot of, like, rock bands or classic folk stuff or singer-songwriter stuff till I started teaching in Nashville. Oh, Because it's just, it was all just, like, around. Yeah. So like I like last week I was like, gosh, I still haven't learned this this old song. Um, it was a Dolly Parton song. Yeah. And and I was like, okay, we're gonna learn it because I want to learn it. I, I'm very transparent with them. Like I want to learn it, so you're gonna learn it too. <laughs> I'm like let's go. <laughs> and so now I know it. Yeah. So. Um, so what are you, it sounds like your, your lessons run the gamut, like from oh my gosh, <laughs> the yes. look on your face right now, I wish people could see it. <laughs> yeah. Cause I teach uh, Suzuki piano. Oh, oh my goodness. So we have Suzuki okay. piano, like very, like, it can be kind of boring. Um, it's very structured. Suzuki piano to like, <laughs> oh my gosh, Nirvana <laughs> to Sia, Adele. Yeah. I don't know. 
Do you worship tunes? Oh wow. Okay. It's everything. So you have singers too? Yes. Okay. So I teach voice. Okay. Do you require them to play piano? <laughs> no, but I should. Shouldn't I? I don't know. <gasps> I, don't I know. should. I don't know. I don't know even. I don't even know why I asked that. I guess. I guess the reason I thought that I should that you might is because you do it. That's what you do. And you know, uh, so, uh, <laughs> you okay? I'm actually glad you said that. I'm going to ponder that <laughs> because singers they make you do it at Belmont. These different places. The singers need to know keyboard, basic keyboarding skills. Mm-hmm. It does seem to help. I don't know. I'm, but no, I don't. Well, I, you know, I'm not trying to give you advice or anything. There's, there's no hidden message. No, but. I know, but <laughs> I, that kind of sparked something in me. I might think about that. Yeah. I, I think the singers that I've worked with that do have an instrument that they play, they do seem to sort of have a, a head start in some ways. They do. Or I found if they start on guitar, especially my guitar students, I don't know what that's about, but I'm like, hey, let's sing along this time. Yes. Like, let's sing along a little bit, and sometimes that develops into singing. So it just depends. Mm-hmm. Well, um, describe for me then. Okay, so what's a typical day like for you when you're you t- you teach a few hours a day or but only a few hours? It's hard because like technically the hours it's only like fifteen to twenty a week, yeah. so it's still p- considered part time. But the energy it takes oh, it yeah. takes a lot of energy. Absolutely. So it's hard, and I'm a highly sensitive person, so I require a lot of sleep. And my mother would always say that to me growing up. Camper, you require a lot of sleep. <laughs> and I still try to deny it. it doesn't work. Um, <laughs> So it takes a lot of energy. So like on a full day, like a couple weeks ago, I had a very full creative week. So like in the morning I had a co-write session and then I talked for several hours. And then I think I worked on some of my session work at night. I work for um, an online company called Sound Better and I do session work for them. You you might enjoy okay. that. That might be something for you. I don't know. Interesting. Um, the next day I had a recording session and then I taught. And then, you know what I'm saying? So like I try now... Last week, I was dealing with some stuff. I, I didn't do that. I just pretty much just taught. It just depends. Right, um, right. But it, But at night, I was doing more computer work and talking with my manager and figuring out my next tour run. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. So sure. that's that's a pretty typical for me. Okay. I got to just, I have to explain what is going on right now in the background here. <laughs> there's been a, okay, there's been a lot of really. So loud. <laughs> a leaf blower guy. I thought he was like a tree cutter down guy. I couldn't figure it out either. This is the loudest he's been. He might be cutting this part out. I don't know. Uh, He's just doing his job. Maybe he's going to stop here in a second, but we've had lots of storms this um, spring and summer in Nashville. We have a lot. And so there are huge trees down in the front yard here at the music house. And when I pulled in this morning, you know, to meet you, uh, Huge chainsaws and stuff, you know. I mean, just craziness. That just this what it is. First day of fall. It's actually cool outside, and it's like 55 degrees earlier. You know, uh, and it's been nice weather. Today. Yeah, it's just that's, I love it. That's part of my sweater today. <laughs> it's good. But anyway, maybe that's that sounds gonna stop here in a second. But so your days are extremely creative. It yeah, sounds like. and definitely. you can you, you're just yeah you're you're walking down both sides of that street. Yeah. Creating for now. And teaching and playing and all that. 
that. Yeah, it's we all have to be very versatile. I think you do somewhat. Um, you do, and and I'd like to think I get to a place where I can, you know, I don't know if it would be label help or what it would be to, you know, teach a little less because it does take a lot of time and energy. It certainly. I mean, is. that's why I moved here was to pursue artistry, but at the same time, it's it's a difficult road and just keep pursuing it no matter what like for me you know what I'm saying yes. so I, I have those goals and I'm reaching for them you gotta take things one day at a time right you have to pay your bills yeah yeah for some people it's hustling at the Starbucks mm-hmm. and working really hard right or waiting tables or working for other companies I don't know each right. person has their own journey sure you gotta be thankful for every opportunity that comes your path you know yes it's not easy Right, but if you've got those skills, I mean, it's um, and you can offer those and help other people with them. It's a blessing. It, it, I think that that's been it has been for me. But yeah, I'm sure you're needed and appreciated and um, and respected for for walking that both it's both sides of the fence. It's because you have real relationships with people. If you're work, not to put anything down, but you know, if you're working at a coffee shop or something, I don't know. It's not like you're really. Eh, maybe you are building some relationship. I could be wrong. I guess it is what you make of it. Sure. I'm just going to say that. Absolutely. It is what you make of it. Yes. But those children that are coming to you every week, yeah. you know, they're, you're a part of their lives yeah. for who knows how long. Yeah. Some of them, gosh, it's now been five or six years. And you, you're really? seeing them grow up and their personalities change. Like, Do you experience it sometimes? It's like, oh. They're starting to act like a teenager. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. shifts happen, which is really fun. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And no. I think about them when I'm driving or in the shower. Or, you sure. Know, I mean, they come to me, and, I th- and I'll suddenly have an idea of something that will help. You do. Or, or they're on my mind, and I'm worried, you know? Yeah. Like, how am I going to reach? Am I supposed to reach, you know? Yeah. If I'm supposed to, what do I do? Yeah. I mean, it, it, yeah. Working with people and you care about people, you care about their parents. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you care about their comings and goings, and so yes, it's a. I always try to tell people it's a three-way partnership. Yeah, it yeah. is. It really is. Yeah, um, I can relate to that for sure. Yeah. Well, so we covered the teaching stuff. Um, let's go. I, I really want to know more about your gigs, like the kind of rooms you're booking. Sure. Yeah. Let's start with that. Yeah, we kind of spent some other time. I mean, if you want to talk about it. I would love yeah. to. Yeah. I think just naturally it flowed to that for a minute. But and studio about time. The other stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. all of that, like playing live versus recording. I mean, yeah. I'd be interested in any of that you want to talk about. Like, yeah. Um, how did you start your band first? For first? Okay. Did you it come from another it? town? And you brought it here? No. No, not necessarily. Um, gosh, how did... Ravner started... I was performing with a band as as Camber. So everything I was doing was all kind of under one name, if you will. Um, and then it just kind of branched off into this other thing. Um, there was a lot of influence there, I think, from my, from my ex. But I, I own it, too. I think it was like, you know what? I'm thankful I made the decision. My solo music is what it is. And it, if it needs to be solo acoustic, if it's a big pop track, if it's something that it, it, it is what it is, let it live and breathe. And the band is a band. Mm-hmm. And I find passion for both. That's been my big thing. Cool. Because there's always been this, oh, well, you need to pick one. Eh, no, you don't. I think Some that's of my smart, favorite actually. artists 
do that. They lived in several different worlds. Stevie Nicks, prime example. She is a prime example. Um, Chris Cornell, he had a solo work. He had Audio Slave. He had Soundgarden. Yeah. And one of my favorite quotes comes from Marilyn Manson, of all people, and he would talk about, if I, whatever I'm trying to, because he's an artist, whatever I'm trying to express, if it's coming through the band, music, if it's coming through acting, because he, he does that, if it's coming through painting, I do it. You just said, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so I've really related to that. Gotcha. Just as a musician, and I'm really, I'm really trying to own that more and not apologize for it. Because mm-hmm. I've found myself apologizing for it for some reason. Like, no, this is, this is, Ravener is an, ex, is an extension of my creative world. It's just as important. And then whatever I'm doing under, you know, camber music or camber, whatever, that's just as important too. Gotcha. It's just different. Do you compose for both groups? I mean, well, I know you do for yourself, of course. Sure. But you, are you the main songwriter for yes. Ravener too? Okay. Yes. So. And I'm really appreciative to my, my bandmates. They're really respectful of that. How cool is that? And I'm really that? respectful for them. Like, we're coming to this new season, I'm like, you know, to my guitarist, John, I'm like, yeah, you write what you're passionate about. You're such a shredder, and he's one of those just classic, like, he can solo. Like, like you do your thing. You know what I'm saying? We're really trying to, like, each person in the band, give them that spot. Like, you, know, you do what you're good at. Mm-hmm. And we were very respectful of each other in that, so. Gotcha. Yeah. Was it um, a strange... Um how do I put this? Like, a lot of piano players, I think. <laughs> or maybe it's just me. But um, I'm laughing because I'm thinking of all the band members I've been, I've, you know, been in contact with over the years and how they, you know, find me to be kind of nerdy in the way I might say things. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, guitar players say things differently. There's a different language, basically, for all the... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there is a little bit of a... I don't want to call it stigma because I don't think it's that serious. But, but at the same time, the keyboardist knows everything that's going on in some ways. Please elaborate. <laughs> so, but I, I agree with you. Like you mean like the chords and stuff? Yes, that's sort of the chords. Now, some of the technical stuff. No, I don't know what's going on on my guitarist pedal board or like the drummer's track rig and all that. So, yeah. No, and I don't need to as the lead vocalist. Yeah, and all of that. I don't. But there is a sense, because I'm the primary songwriter, I know the basic structure of the song and the chords and what the song is about and what we're doing. Also, when you're, this is going off away from keyboard stuff, but when you're the face of the band, there's a whole other world that you're responsible for. I can't even imagine. With your image and everything. Sure. So. Yeah, definitely. Lead singer stuff, wow. It's tricky. I'm, I'm sure. Um, and you don't use a keyboard to hide behind. No, not really. I, I do. I, well, and I do Absolutely. That. Yeah. And I get that. And um, so I do both. They, you know, there'll be certain parts that, like with Rob, and there's certain parts of the song, I'm, I'm singing, like I'm playing my synth or whatever, and I'm singing at the same time here, and then I'll switch to vocal only. So I usually have a vocal rig here and here, like center stage. Okay. That I'm that I'll lead from as well. Okay, so she she's pointing for, you know, since you can't see, we're, we're like 
the newfangled radio <laughs> <laughs> internet podcast. But she's, you're so pointing to your left and you're and dead in front of you. So you're saying you got two vocal mics set yes. up? Yes. Okay. Oh, I love this. Continue. And you, so you got your rig set up. Like yeah. That. So I have like my little keys rig and it's very basic. Okay. It's, it's nothing crazy. What do you use? Um, I ask everyone yeah. that question. Yeah. So I use Logic Pro okay. primarily. I've yeah. built, you know, specific sounds, you know, for each I have some tracks that I do play a little bit of piano on one, two or three of the songs. I have one that you need like kind of that 80s analog type of pad. I have, I don't know, like a bass synth for another one, but it's all through Logic. Okay. Um, sometimes I use a Scarlet interface. Okay. It's really basic. And I have an Alesis MIDI controller. I think it's 72 keys. Maybe it's 64. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, it's very, very basic. Gotcha. It's nothing too crazy. And um, I used to have a vocoder set up, but we've gotten away from that for a little while. Maybe cool. it'll come back. I, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. So um, if you're playing keys on some songs, and then you need your vocal mic over there in front it's of the It's like a lot of times what happens, like in the verse, I'm, I have, you know, that pad that gives it that texture. Like, we like to do a lot of electro stuff. Okay. Um, I so to come to one of your yeah. shows. You should. We have one. Oh. We have one October 27th. 27th. Okay. It's in East Nashville. It's at so, home. That's a Sunday, uh-huh. I believe. It's a free show. Where's it going to be? And what it's, time? It's at a venue in East Nashville called Home. That's okay. an acronym for helping, helping our music evolve. And it's for a special showcase called Sad Girl Music. It's all female-fronted bands or female artists. And it's, so it's supporting women in rock and pop. Cool. It's a really great community. I think this episode, if all goes well, we have no trouble. It should be out, let's see, on the 20th of October. So it could promote this show. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. That's good. Um, I'm really, I'm really trying my best to invite people out because it's, it's a special, it's not just a regular show at a club. It's, it's a special community. Excellent. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited about that. How many songs will you guys do? I think we're only doing six or seven. Okay. It's not that long of a set. So there's other bands performing. Mm-hmm. Like you I think there's, okay. there's four total. Okay. So great. Yeah. Um, so what's a typical show like for you guys? Where do you play? What kind of like um, length? What two sets Absolutely. or? Like- so we are more in that. I'm not sure how to describe it, but we're not like a jam band, so we're not playing for hours on end. We'll usually have anywhere from a 30-minute to a 45-minute set. Right. So, you know, do the math. Was that six to eight songs, just depending? And it's usually with three or four other acts. Okay. And you're selling merchandise. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So we play, um, for now, we play a lot of clubs, a lot of bars. In Nashville, we're trying to get away from regular club shows to more like showcases and special events. Sure. Just because that's an opportunity to network. Mm-hmm. Just it being an industry town, it's it's very difficult to put together a regular club show. It's harder to get people out. But if you're playing events where people want to come out because to help their own career, because right. we're all career musicians, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How long have y'all been together? We've been, Ravner, as an entity, it's technically been around for four years. Okay. But this lineup and this team we have, like this community, it's only been, has it been almost three years? It's been about three years. Okay, great. Yeah. There's been some time off in that, though. 
Okay. So it hasn't been that long. All right. At all. So we still, we're still kind of growing and figuring stuff out for sure. Right. Yeah. But still, for a lot of groups, that's, you know, a lot of groups don't make it a year. I mean, it's, um, that's a good point. Yeah, that's think. true. Thanks for that validation. <laughs> well, it does seem true to me. Like um, That's true, yeah. There, there must be something there that you've got this. I mean, I, I listened to your song, Feather. Yeah. Um, I found you online, and a cool song. I loved it. Thanks. Um, so, and I think it was like two years ago or something mm-hmm. like that. So, yeah. So, you're still, you've got a new release coming? We're just about to head into the studio with Colt Caprone. He's an incredible producer in town um, to make a new EP. Okay. So it's set to release, we're hoping, no later than January. Okay. What studio do you... So we're I, don't, I don't remember the name of his studio right huh. now, to be honest. I, wanna, I don't want to say it because what if I'm wrong? Okay. But it's but his it's studio. With Colt Caperone, yes. Okay. Cool. So I'm not going to try and screw that up. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> so uh, will you play keys on the recording? Yes, definitely. Okay. And you have uh, like a, some, a stripped-down EP also coming out? Yes. So what I'm trying to do, I'm rolling that out the rest of this year. Um, on My Own is going to be the first single, and that's coming really, really soon. Um, and every two weeks, I'll roll out a track from that. So it's up, and then Ravener will do its release in the new year. So I'm trying not to get any overlap. Gotcha. It's difficult. Oh, it makes sense. But it keeps you busy. Really, really busy, I would think. Really, really busy. And I think that's exactly where I need to be. You know, I don't, I don't have, I'm not married, I don't have any kids. I've been blessed with that extra time and space and flexibility. So I'm trying to milk it for all it's worth. Oh, yes. Why sit around and rot? Absolutely. You know, I'm only responsible for myself. And sometimes that's just enough. Like, I can't handle anymore. <laughs> so, I don't even have a dog. Like, it's just me. So, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, I do. Well, so, I mean, being a musician is a handful. It really yeah, is. Yeah, for sure. What's uh, what's your favorite places to play? Do you have... In town? Or anywhere. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Okay. I know I have some. I just need to think about it for a minute. Favorite places to play? You know what? I've only gotten to play this place once. But there was a really special place down in Georgia I got to play in April of this year called the Pyramid. And it was like a DIY venue. It was literally a pyramid, this huge pyramid out in the woods of this little town called Brooks, Georgia. It's about an hour south of Atlanta. And it's full professional stage. But it was like in the woods, so you could smell like the forest, like wow. the wood of the trees. I know that sounds so crazy. It sounds great. But it was beautiful, and I played with some really cool artists. And I know, but I don't think they're really doing shows anymore, so I don't know if I'll get to go back. So I'm thankful for the time I had there. What would be like a dream tour for you? Hmm. For solo or for band? It don't matter. Uh, that is a, uh, yeah, it's up it to matter. you. If, it's, if you're dreaming, you can dream whatever you want. Um, you can mix them, match them. <laughs> I think just the best shows I get is when you know you really made an impact. Like that show, I think it's not just about how pretty it was. The people were listening. Mm-hmm. And I had requests at the end. It was neat. It felt good. Mm-hmm. It, we're not going to pretend. It feels good when you know that you made an impact on an audience. Yes. And people wanted to support you by 
listening and encouraging you and maybe buying a little bit of merch. That always helps. Yes. So to me, I, I think it's safe to say it doesn't necessarily matter the venue as long as I know that people are listening. That's my biggest goal. Mm-hmm. What are some crazy perks you've gotten from this whole career? <laughs> or okay. Like gifts or, uh, I, you know, I don't know, like um, it, contacts you've made, friendships you've made. I can't, I don't know. You Thank- meet a lot of strange people being on the road, but that's what I love. Like, it's just, it's, it's all an adventure. I've had a friend who... She's encouraging. She's like, you need to write this stuff down from like a comedic perspective. Like it's funny. Um, yes. And it's not all glamour and glitz. You never know what you're going to get. Right. Um, but I don't know. Just meeting special people, and you know that you've had like a true connection with them, mm-hmm. the spiritual connection, and you feel like you're there together in that space for yes. a reason. Yes. I um, totally relate. And that's why I like to tour. Um, and it's hard work. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like to get to a place where I'm guaranteed a little more money. We're getting there. My, my manager, her name is Rebecca. She works very hard trying to do that. I'm not quite in that space yet where I'd really like to like, be bringing in several hundred, you know. But it takes time. It takes consistency. You don't just wake up and decide, I'm going to tour and make all this money. There's going to be hundreds of people in the room. Yeah takes a lot of relationship building and investment of your time, your talent, your money, your energy, your soul. Yes. It's hard. Yes. Are you, when you get your EPs done, are you planning on selling them? Yes. you sell them at shows? Yes. Do, I do physical CDs for sure. Okay. And, of course, it'll be available on Spotify and iTunes and gotcha. all of that. I do both. Do you have other merchandise as well? Yeah, like for my band, we have um, T-shirts and something gotcha. special that we do. Wow. And I, I bring for um, my solo stuff, too. I make handmade necklaces. Oh, that's that's awesome. Um, they're not that fancy, um, but they have skeleton keys usually on them. Kind of similar to the one I'm wearing now. It's a skeleton key. Oh, that's cool. Um, but I make those, sew those. Yeah. So. Wow. You, know. uh, it's, you have so much. That's a lot, a lot, a lot of work. Yeah, I'm laying it all out today. I'm like, maybe I should take it easy on one of those things. <laughs> it's a like, good lord. No wonder I'm single now. I'm just messing. When you pack up your rig and stuff, do you ever forget stuff? Anymore, no. Because <laughs> you get it all in one. In the beginning, yeah. Yeah. So when I was a teenager, yeah, I was just so. I'm sorry, just a little airheaded. I would leave stuff all the time. I don't leave stuff anymore. I'm not saying there won't be a moment, right? But like, I'm a lot more hyper vigilant now. I I am too. But I find myself when I'm you know pulled in so many different directions. Sure. That it's very hard to stay focused on each thing. It's it's when very it difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So I I try my best. What's the best gig you? I mean, well, you already said the place in Brooks, Georgia. Well, that was one of them. Did, what, yeah, what's another yeah. really great gig that you've played? Like, maybe, was that a solo gig? That was a solo gig. Maybe we should talk about the band. Like a, like a really great band moment. Well, we've so had... a gig, but... We've had several... I'll, I'll mention something of this year. Even though the audience wasn't particularly big, we got to play Audio Feed Festival this year, which was... That's in... um, It's near Champaign, Illinois. Okay. So, central Illinois. That was neat. 
Yeah. Being on like a festival stage and the atmosphere of people there. I mean, they're there to see music. They're not there to party. They're there to have a good time, but you know what I'm saying? They're not distracted by other things. So it was, it was just cool to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And you're like being a part of a festival like that. You're a part of a festival with bands that are a lot bigger than you. It's just, it's, it's a cool experience. Absolutely. That was probably a favorite from this year. And we've had some really cool club shows. Like, um, We've built a pretty cool relationship with the Milestone in Charlotte. I've played their solo and band. There's just a neat community. North Carolina? Mm -hmm. Wow. There's just a neat community out there. So you guys have really done some road stuff. We have. Um, We're a little bit back on square one with that because I had to sell the touring van um, and just some different things in the midst of my ex and I splitting up. So that's been a little humbling. Being like, okay, we can't just hop back on the road right now. So that's why we're trying to just take things one day at a time. Right. Um, for solo, I can. Right. You know, I can just pop in my car. I'm very blessed. So for us, we're trying to focus on making great music. Gotcha. That's where we're at. And then the next few months here, we're going to figure something out. Find us. Find some transportation. Figure it out. You can do it. Um, it will, when it's supposed to happen, it'll, it'll happen. That's what I've been praying about, too. The fact that you've had those contacts and you still have your band, it's, um... There's some good people out there. Yeah. yeah. That's what you, that's what you got to focus on. Focus on the good, you know. What are your favorite bands to listen to? Who are you listening to right now? Ooh, who am I listening to right now? Okay. <laughs> Let me think. Oh, I want to... I love that question and hate that question, but this morning for me it was Queen. I will go wow! Ooh, <laughs> love Queen. I was just in that. I was like, I gotta hear Radio Gaga right now. Space. You know, but you um, know what? I'm gonna let's see. Who am I listening to right now? One of the actually, this isn't a band. I've been jamming out to my friend Nicole. My friend Nicole, she just she put out a few R and B pop tracks. Yeah, I've been jamming up to that, to be honest with you. That's awesome. Um, but like bands and stuff, I really got into Under Oath's new record. Um, I don't know if you know that band, but they were on tour. They've got some crazy tour opportunities. They opened up for Alice in Chains a few months ago. So I saw them there. I really like Brent, uh, uh, Breaking Benjamin's new stuff is really cool. Gosh, what else? I don't know. I listen to one or two nine the buzz a lot. I discover a lot of new bands through that. Okay. Yeah. So that's sort of is that close to you guys genre? Basically, what? would you say one oh two point nine is pretty close Definitely. to Definitely. Okay. Definitely in that world for sure. For sure. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I um I'm trying to think if there's anything else we could cover. I, I know you said you might play something. I mean, I'd like um, to. Is there is there something else you want to talk about, or um, um, maybe a little bit more just about this EP? Because we've yeah, around and I've had quite a colorful journey so far being in Nashville. But I want to talk about this EP really quick. Sure. Um, so yeah, so I'm doing this five song EP. Each song kind of has a little bit of a, I guess you'd say metaphor. It, it goes with the five stages of grief. Oh, my goodness. Not that I feel like... What I've learned about grief is that it's not linear at all. It's not like, okay, you go through the shock and denial phase, then you cleanly and succinctly go th- to the next phase. Like, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but, but at the same time, I, I notice the connection there. 
So one song's to do with shock and denial, the other's with uh, bargaining, um, with anger, like anger, resentment, depression, and acceptance. And so I'm walking through each of those phases still. Yes. I have some moments where I'll feel like like a little bit of a pain flare-up. Yeah. Painful memory, you know. So I'm still navigating through that. So for me, I think this record is just the start. If I'm honest, I probably have at least a couple more EPs or maybe full-blown record, I don't know, that is is exploring deeper into these issues. Mm -hmm. But specifically, it's recalling my journey the past year and a half or so of um, a breakup with someone who I was with for six years, who we had a lot of dreams and ambitions to be in the music business together, and it all fell apart. Yes. So the song, I think I'm only going to share one song. Um, I think so. Do you find, I mean, uh, you're, you still, you have the band. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, I mean, that's, I would think that that would be very triggering in some ways to remember certain songs or remember experiences. or It has been. I'm sure. Like I remember one specific moment we got in the room together again. Um, the rest of us, obviously. Um, X is not in the picture, um, obviously. And I felt like this really yucky, uncomfortable feeling. I couldn't identify what it was. And I said, hey guys, I want to go in the other room for a minute. And I realized that it was just pain. It was just, I don't know if it was shame or fear, just some negative emotions because of all of that. Yeah, it has. Sure. It has, but... Music is very bonding. And when you experience it with certain people for a long time, um, there are things you imprints, I think, um, memories, you know, that are just and and things that have happened that nobody else would know, like they would know. And I mean, I can I can relate to what you're saying. Which is why it's so important in a healing process from that. If you've been in a toxic relationship of any kind, or just a long-term relationship at all, you got to make new memories for yourself. So that's why, like, we're trying to write new stuff. I write new stuff on my own. Try to. I don't... I, sometimes I get this, like, shame in my heart, like, you're not writing enough. You need to be writing more. And it's like, you know what? Each songwriter has their own pace, and everyone just needs to chill out. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so. I, I know some people are very prolific, you know. Sure. And, um... And, and maybe they like a very small percentage of what they write, you know. Mm. I think s- some people also are not prolific, but when they write, they write good, really great songs. Yeah. And everybody's different. Everybody's different. That's a great way to put it. It really seems that way to me. But, wow. Yeah, I think you're so courageous by, uh, to face this stuff head on and to Thanks. just like to say, I'm going to go on and I'm going to... I'm going to continue. Yeah. Because, thank you. And it's a choice. Absolutely. And I'm so thankful for my, my mom and just all of my family, but specifically my mom um, and some of my really close friends and bandmates who encourage mm-hmm. encourage that. And I feel like I can encourage others too. So so your bandmates, they are they know the situation and are... Yes. So they were there for me through it all. That's great. Yeah. That's really great. You need yeah. that. They're like brothers, and the stuff that they've gone through in their own lives with other things, I've been able to be there for them in any way I can, too. Absolutely. But that's what being in a band is really about as well, so for sure. I totally agree with you about that. Um, 
has it been? It's, it's, I love to hear you say that they're brothers because I you definitely. Know, yeah, I can really relate to that too. Definitely. <laughs> um, th- so are they? Um, they're really really supportive of your songwriting and very um, much so. Yeah. Very respectful. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. How wonderful is that? So how do you? How did you look into that? How did you, you make that happen? It is luck, isn't it? <laughs> well. I don't know. I mean, they've been crazy enough to keep journeying with me because they, they easily could, you know, after my breakup, it was like, all right, I need to just, I got to go home for a while. I don't even know if I'm going to come back to Nashville. I just don't know. I got to heal. I need to be with my family and just heal right now. And they could have easily, when I came back, they could have said, hey, like, I don't have space for that anymore. Like, I'm doing this and that. But they chose to open that up, and I'm so grateful I don't know. I, I'm just, I'm very grateful. Yeah. So. Well, obviously there must be something there that's really powerful. Um, yeah, I think. Powerful. And it takes time. Yeah. I, that's what I've learned when you form a band. It's not about, I do believe in like that first time chemistry, but I, I guess it's maybe it's like a marriage or something or a relationship. Like you have that chemistry, but then you have to work on it. Like there's been times I've put my foot in my mouth. There's been times I over-functioned or I crossed a boundary and you know sorry got oops I was speaking out of my shame today sorry you know yeah. and so you know we're human we're not perfect yes but you still and miss that like you hope that you're building trust and love and respect for each other and absolutely it is a family it is um and it's and it's hard it's why bands break up too right because you have like family those almost like familiar relationships and it's a business. Yeah. That's hard. That is. It's very hard. It is. So. It is. I'm still figuring it all out. Wow. I, I have just tons of respect for you for um, wearing so many hats. And, um, I mean, you're being the grown-up, <laughs> running the band, you know, and, um, and, and playing music for a living. Yeah. You know, working for a living but, and teaching others. Mm-hmm. And, and yet also being this artist that it's it's. That's very demanding. It's stretching you wide. It is. And and it's hard. I think the biggest struggle sometimes, all the things I want to do, I don't always have the funding to do them. Mm -hmm. Like if I had the funding, I would be creating just these, you know, insane music videos and going on the road all the time. And, you know, that's that's the hardest part, I think, of it. Um, It's even kind of freeing to just admit it. It's like, oh, that's hard. But... Just do what you can. I think it's really cool that you're saying it out loud, that that's what you would do. Because I, I, I just feel like things have a way of happening much more if you are able to express them. Even if they're, you know, if you can't believe it today, that just each time you say something, it, it becomes closer and closer to reality. You just got to try your best with what you have. Once again, we talked about this earlier. You, even with money got to be careful don't make that an excuse you could still do something do you know what I mean like it doesn't cost any money to write a song absolutely so or to play a song somewhere yeah <laughs> you know you never know right everything leads to the next thing that's right in the music business that's right <laughs> taking each thing seriously that's and right enjoying savoring that moment mm-hmm. seems like but Mm-hmm. Well, that said, do you want to you want to play something? Sure. I have a Kawhi upright piano here in the studio. Oh, I love it. Um, I'll get this little 
Okay, so I'm going to share a song called On My Own. It's the first one that I'll release from this EP. Um, it is specifically in the grieving process. It's in the third stage of grief where you're telling your story, uh, maybe even bargaining. So for me, I relate more to the telling your story process. So here we go. Okay. Thank you. 
gorgeous. Oh, thank you. And I love your voice, too. Thanks. <laughs> it's so good to thank hear you. somebody um, to, to play um, masterfully and, and accompany themselves and, and, and write good songs and sing well and all of that. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, it's, and, you know, to, to play something like that, I know what a big deal that is. I mean, that's a Wow. Thank you. Thank That's you. really kind. No, it's it's and to be totally transparent, I I think there's just been thing a thing over the years of like, okay, your music has to have all the bells and whistles and the big sounds and the big band stuff and all that's cool, but like I really do think there's a part of my heart that's like just the piano, just the vocal, no no extra stuff. Yeah. Even the pianos, you can hear it's not fancy. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing all this stuff. And so for me, that's been a little bit of an interesting journey of just owning it. That's where it is. I didn't play everything perfectly either. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Wait, well, we all, you know, know what we want it to sound like. But no, but the, the good thing is that I, did, I don't know that. I mean, yeah. and nobody else. You, know, you yeah. probably have your, you know... You're but right. that's what I feel like this EP is about. It's just the rawness mm-hmm. of exactly where you are today mm-hmm. and your vulnerability, you know? Yes. So, yes. Oh, my goodness. So, thanks for letting me share that. Oh, that's that, cool. I love that. Yeah, that's great. Um, you have to, like, I, I'm going to post all of your information on the okay. um, podcast page. like, and, and, like, give me a page where everybody can keep up with when you're going to play. Even solo stuff, because... The best place, and I cross-promote and cross-post for uh, for my solo stuff, uh, that's Camber Music, and for Ravener, the best place is Facebook um, and Instagram. All the handles are Camber Music. Camber Music. Camber okay. Music. All the K-A-M-B-E-R music for everything. Okay. And everything for Ravener's Ravener Band. Um, but like I said, I really try to cross-promote everything so people can keep up. Absolutely. But that's the best place. Okay. Wow. It's really been great to meet you. You too. <laughs> yeah. So much fun. Thanks so much for doing Thanks this. Thanks for letting me go on and on. Um, no, no. I, um, it's, you know, I feel like um, it's... It's necessary. It's needed. We all we need it. I mean, like my time spent with with all of the musicians who've been on the podcast has just been incredibly valuable to me. I don't even know how to say it. I always say, you know, to everybody, um, there's something that I get from everybody's mm. episode that sticks with me. That that's awesome. And yours, I don't know. I haven't decided yet. It's it might be about being safe. It might be about adapt, adapt, adapt. I'm not sure. Yeah, you. I noticed you were like, oh man. <laughs> But isn't it true? It is. In life in general? Yes, totally. Oh, that's yes. the whole journey, isn't it? Yeah. That's the cool thing about music, is it's yeah. a microscopic yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. representation of the larger picture. That's all it is. In a way. You're so right. It's, it, I don't know. I learned that concept when I started teaching. You know, you have those aha moments. Mm-hmm. Like, my favorite is... um. Like, oh, the rests are just as important. It's the same thing in life. Good rest. <laughs> Isn't it true, though? Yeah. My students will say, oh, that rest, that's zero counts. <laughs> <laughs> zero beats. <laughs> no. How can that be? <laughs> yeah. It's equally as important as the note it corresponds to. Yeah. <laughs> and you must feel it as yeah. well as you feel the, yeah, the actual sound. Sure. That's right. Yeah. 
Well, Camber, take care. It's thank really you. yeah. Thank this you so much for pleasure. I've loved it. I'm so glad. I, I really appreciate you doing it, and and I just um, I hope that this helps people get to know you and what you are I capable so of doing. Too. Yeah. I hope so too. Yeah. So too. I need to hire you to play their and sing at their wedding. Yeah. For <laughs> <laughs> book my band. No. And book them for the reception. <laughs> nice. That's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, take care and yes. uh, keep in touch. I'll see you on the 27th. Okay.